Welcome to Tuesdays Together, recorded live Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. in our online campus. We post that episode to our podcast channels at the end of our broadcast that evening. Thank you for joining us. Here's this week's Tuesdays Together. We are going to take two, and hopefully this time we are going to work. I'm refreshing. So, if you are joining us, <laughs> we're live. Let us we know have in audio. the comments. <laughs> Cindy and Rachel Donaway have joined us. Or Rachel Silas, I'm sorry. It's Rachel Donaway yeah. Silas, so it threw me off. <laughs> Our internet, if you were not on um, or just didn't hear us because we were talking and obviously it walked up and nobody could hear us. Um, our internet has, we upgraded it a while back and it's just not, not been reliable to say It's least. not been reliable since, um, we upgraded it. So hopefully we are not locked up this time. Uh, let us know if you're watching. What was the question? Live and we're going to start <laughs> over. So tonight we, um, are in week three. How should I pray? Um, part of our prayer study that we are going through this week or this this season sorry um so i had a question that i pulled um for tonight and so because we are talking about prayer and no matter um no matter what topic we are talking about in our studies we always go back to god's word so god's word is at the the center of it all um Mm -hmm. when we're studying and so with that being said, it's important to be consistent in God's word so that we know what God's word says. Um, like it says, hide its, hide your word in our heart mm-hmm. so that we will not depart, not depart. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm mixing two. That's it against you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's it against you. <laughs> Raise your child hide up it, in the way they should go and they will not depart from it. Hide his words in your heart and you want to sin against God. There you go. Crossing two scriptures over. So I'm just going to get to the question. So what are some things you do to help you get into God's word more consistently? So what things help you stay in God's word consistently? Um, You know, just different, like put it in the chat. um, Even if you're watching this later, because, you know, it's a good resource because everybody has different ways of studying God's word everybody has different ways of staying in God's word consistently and that is like I mean I'm the listener. number one thing is probably trying to stay consistent yep I'm a listener mm-hmm. and I love using the Bible app because it reads it to me mm-hmm. on top of that it like pops up a reminder you can set a reminder for yourself mm-hmm. so you can read every day yep. and you can see your streak for all yeah. those that are social media people that want yeah. to keep their streak going. I told them, like, you may keep your streak. TikTok streak going, guys, but how's your Bible streak? I don't streak? think there's a streak on TikTok, but oh, I, think the it, TikTok, I think it's I'll, Snapchat. Snapchat, okay. Tells you I'm not on either one of them. I don't have either one, but I think it's Snapchat, though. Yeah. I know it might not. My life hasn't been any worse for it, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, I will say my streak on the Version Bible app is going pretty well right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, like Sammy said, I got a study plan going through on the Through the Word in the Version Bible app. And I've really enjoyed it because it's like nine minutes of uh, explanatory and then you read the actual chapter that it's explaining. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's been big for me. So what's yeah. your And I do it, I'll be honest, I do it every morning when I'm in the shower because I'm already awake, I'm moving, I can hear it, I'm staying focused. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to focus on aside from 
then mindless washing your hair and all that stuff. So yeah. you don't have to think about anything else. You're not getting distracted by anything else, really. Mm -hmm. I'm able to focus and listen. Yeah. And obviously, I stay awake all drowned. So we'll, <laughs> there you go. Oh, I hope so, yeah. um, mine is probably similar. I'm, I'm, I like to read, and I like to have like the paper Bible and plans. But at this stage of my life, it's just not always consistent that way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just with between work and having children running around all the time. Um, and doing school with them. It's just not consistent in paper form. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of the version as well. Kick it off um, when I'm getting ready in the mornings. Um, sometimes I'll kick it off in the afternoon. Like if I'm doing like some cleaning or something, I'll kick it off and listen. Um, but yeah, definitely. I feel like this is the first time in my entire life that I have been super consistent with it. Like only missing yeah. like maybe a day or two here and there, mm -hmm. um, which is like, that's a big milestone because mm -hmm. I'm about to be 39. And <laughs> it's only taken me, you know, that long to finally get- uh, Almost 40 years to get, to get your family size together. Almost 40 years <laughs> to get it together here. Um, although, you know, there was that first few years of not reading. <laughs> not knowing how to read yet, but, um, but yeah, it just, it's okay. I listened to Alexander Scorby on cassette tape for this first few wow, years. That's so. true. Yeah. yeah. We had still we had, had him cassette. going. Yeah. I had Bible on cassette mm -hmm. when I was little too. So I don't know, but you're still listening been, to Bible whether you could read it or not. That's true. That is true. <laughs> um, and my parents were good about reading to us. Um, but yeah, but being, as far as being consistent though, I think that's the, the, this is the first time I feel in my almost 39 years that I've been consistent because of the Bible app and being mm -hmm. able to check it off, being able to keep track of it. Um, we have tools and no matter where I'm at, mm -hmm. you know, no matter where I'm at, like wherever we are, there's been multiple times that we've been in the car and I've like pulled it up and mm -hmm. started reading because I have it on my phone, I have it on my iPad, I have it on my um, little reader. Or you're getting ready in the morning time, um, you just flip on your, uh, the audio version yeah. and you're listening to it. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you have not ever been a part um, of version, the version Bible app, definitely highly recommend that. Mm -hmm. um, Find one you like. Yeah. Find a version you like. Mm -hmm. Find a bio plan on what you're liking. Yeah, because it's got all the versions. I mean, it's like literally. <laughs> a, few long, um, a few years longer than 40. <laughs> um, it literally has, yeah, every version. Mm -hmm. It ha There's so much there. The Abigail um, literally just started having a, she just randomly somehow, I don't know how <laughs> this got ordained, became a member of this Bible study group. With a bunch and of other teenage girls. New release. Oh yeah, she joined a lot. That's what it was. There was a new devotional coming out for. Um, so when she follows on a teenage on, girls and young adult right. girls, mm -hmm. um, and she was part of like became part of the launch team, like mm -hmm. discussing everything. Well, off of that branched a Bible study for like all the teenage girls, and her and this other girl like connected, and they're like the same, pretty much the same age, and. They were talking about different stuff, and Abigail was like, you have a version Bible app. Well, she had never even, like, 
heard of it. Mm -hmm. And so then Abigail's like, oh, yeah, it's, like, awesome. You're telling her all about it. And so now they're, like, all, like, going to join in together um, all across Florida. Well, even all across, I think, the nation. There's a couple people that are in Florida. There's several in Florida. But now all across the nation, these teenage girls are going to be doing some Bible studies together through the YouVersion app and and online. So how cool is that? I mean, like. You can do a Bible name, study or Shout Bible out plan. Abigail's friend if you're listening because yeah. she, she turned around to the podcast too. So Yeah, with, um, you can do it with people from all over. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just really cool. Almost like what so. we do on here. Yeah, because yeah. we have people that listen from all, all over. So. Anyway, that was like a long rambling, but you know. <laughs> so tonight is. started on how should I... So I'll start by reading the verse, which is Matthew 6, verses 9. And if you're familiar with that, it's 9 through 13. If you're familiar with that, it's Jesus teaching us how to pray. I mean, like, of all people, we just said last week, if anyone prayed, it was Jesus. And if Jesus had to pray and talk to the Father, how much more should we be praying as well? So Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13 says, Pray like this, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. And forgive us. You know what, guys? I apologize. I'm going to switch. I've been reading out the NLT. Uh, and I got, did that the other day because of all my studies. Let me switch this up. This really throws me off. I'm not used to reading that version. There we go. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Like another version said, deliver us from the evil mm-hmm. one. So, I like the example they gave in this. They're talking about the awkward first date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, a lot of people have um, been on an awkward first date. Or if you're... Mm-hmm. Or, or if you're a new friend, like Abby yeah, was talking the other night. Yeah, or if you're just like... <laughs> You know, like, I don't know, if you're an introvert like me, <laughs> every first conversation with anyone that you first mm-hmm. meet is going to be awkward because introverts just don't know, mm-hmm. like, how to start a conversation. Like, we don't know. I don't want to feel like I'm prying into your life mm-hmm. um, when I'm first meeting you, but I don't want to say the wrong thing when I'm first talking to someone, you know. But the same thing, though, is that someone, like, they mentioned in Devotion is that it, when they first run out of words and things to say, like, or do you run out of words in the conversation? Sometimes you realize how close a friend's going to be or how close that person's going to be because mm-hmm. the conversation just goes. Yeah. And hour, two hours later, you realize, wow, we've been talking for two hours. So when I had this conversation. Speaking of work, awkward first dates, we had that one. We kind of got like stuck in a, um, not stuck, yeah. but like, an, unpl- an unplanned first stuck. date, actually. It was an unplanned. We were just going to help a friend out because mm-hmm. she didn't want to be alone with like this first date. It was somewhat kind of like a blind first date for her. Um, Jenny knew the person. I knew both of them. so And I knew one of them. Yeah. And so but we two were hours just trying later. to help, but we sat there for two hours waiting for them to show up. And ended up, like, even though we, like, we've known each other for mm-hmm. years, like, we knew each other since we were little, but, like, we were always in group settings with other people and just all, like, hanging out, and we're we literally friends. were, like, and not just, you know, awkward, like, across from each other. No, we're sitting right next to each other <laughs> <laughs> because waiting we're waiting up. for them to show up on the other side of the booth. Um, 
I totally so, forgot yeah. about that. I was wondering where you're heading with that. So, that's but yeah, it it was awkward at first, but the more that we talked, for the two more, hours, yeah, the more <laughs> <laughs> waiting for them to show up, the more yeah. the the easier it got. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like you said though, like it can turn into you can you can learn quickly if mm-hmm. there is um, some sort of connection between you when you're talking to someone else, um, and if you are able to just keep the conversation keep going. the conversation going mm-hmm. and that is how our conversations with god should be mm-hmm. it should be that it may start out that awkward like when you first start praying right but then it should develop into where you're not right you're not feeling awkward anymore because you're realizing that the person on the other side is caring about everything that well, you so say. He knows better than our, know ourselves. Mm-hmm. He's our maker, our creator, our sustainer. Like you can't, yeah. you can't even compare him to a first date, mm-hmm. but yet, you know, we, we try and just try to explain that, that yeah. situation. But at the same point, if you look back and like you just stop for a second pause, you're like, wow, he yeah. knows us better than anybody. Yeah, because that's the difference no between it. trying to learn something about someone mm-hmm. and talking to God. Yeah. God already knows. Mm-hmm. Like he knew you before you ever even were a consideration in this world like right so which is probably why our first date being even being just not even intentional was so easy because we already knew each other we group dated for years we knew each other from church for years and then to have mm-hmm. a son there like there's nothing awkward about it really yeah so so jesus taught us to pray in matthew 6 9 to 13 in a way and it's less of a and i love the way they said this it said it's less of exactly how we're supposed to pray no not, not word for word and more of following guidelines he gives us. Mm-hmm. We can grow to have a rich and vibrant prayer life by following these guidelines, the passage often called, you know, the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's, many of his words are familiar. So you, you recognize, I'm sure, many of that. Was, we were talking about that. So it's important to know that Jesus did not say the prayer to be recited, though, word for word. Because a lot of times we, we want to go, this is the way we're supposed to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven. You know, it's not that way. I mean, yes, we are supposed to be reverent to him. And we'll about to follow that in a second. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through the, the four points. But it's more of a guideline to follow, not just a word for word. Yeah. So, um, and we're going to probably say that a lot because um, it, it is reiterated a lot in this week's, um, it is a guideline. Like it is not, like you don't have to have it, like there's nothing wrong with knowing it word for word. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with um, saying it word for word. But it literally, like when Jesus was saying this, it was a teachable moment. Like mm-hmm. it was a, here's how you should pray. Mm-hmm. This is your guidelines, but not like a, this is the only way to pray. Like it was just, yeah. this is like the template <laughs> for you. But if you're down and you go, you can't think of anything else. Then by all means. By all means, this is, yeah, this yeah. is it. Talk mm-hmm. to God. So, um, make, it, make it your own. So in this, um, there are four f- phrases um in the lord's prayer Mm -hmm. that we're going to break down tonight um so the first two phrases in this prayer focus um prayer focuses on worthiness and holiness of god so the worthiness Mm -hmm. of god and the holiness of god Mm -hmm. um and then the second two phrases focus on personal needs of believers so the very first phrase, our Father in heaven, your name, like, well, this version says, our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy, is obviously focusing on 
the worthiness and holiness of God. Which I thought was interesting the way um, they pointed it out was that saying Father God was not something that they're used to back in this time. They referred to him as a as the Almighty God and being almost like an agnostic kind of God. He's he's that God that's out there, mm -hmm. but they didn't have a personal relationship. He was the one that met their needs, but he wasn't the one that knew their needs. I, I mean, I, I won't say that. That sounds tongue in cheek or sounds weird, but he knew their needs and he met their needs, but he didn't. It wasn't something they could communicate one on one. We talked about this, this again with the students Wednesday night. It was like talking about when the veil was torn, how that. It opened it up where you didn't have to go through the priest any longer and to reach God. You could go straight to him. And that was where, again, we're talking about this is where Jesus flipped the coin and he had not died yet. So they still went and felt like they needed to go to the priest first or to Jesus first to reach God. So they, they, when he said, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, he was reminding them that God resides in heaven. He is set apart. He's holy. And he's ruling sovereignly over, over everything. But we can have a personal relationship with an infinitely awesome God. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I, I love that viewpoint. Yeah. You know, infinitely awesome God. So it's mm -hmm. like that perfect phrase. And it says, you know, in this room, one of the biggest first steps is remembering who you're praying to first. And, you know, mm -hmm. find your way of recognizing yeah. he is holy. He is solemn. Yeah. How do you put yourself in? You're the peasant sitting at the knees at the feet of God while he's sitting on the throne. Like yeah. that, that's, it's so hard sometimes to remember that that's, that's the position that we lie in versus him. So, yeah, you're not, um, again, you're not talking to someone that knows a little bit about you or Easter eggs. Okay. Um, Sorry, guys, Easter yeah. eggs got delivered for church, so we're ready for Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not talking to someone that knows a little bit about you or knows nothing about you. You're literally talking to the God of the universe that is set apart, that is holy, um, resides in heaven, like we talked about but he knows you, like he knows mm -hmm. all about you. He knows what you're coming to him about before you even come to him. Um, so that first um, phrase, when you begin to pray, choose to address the Lord in a way that honors who he is and reminds you of who he is in your life. Um, and I think um, if you have ever sat in on prayer at a Monday night, mm -hmm. um, you know, you will hear like Pastor Tony, like I get, sometimes I get distracted because I like listening to the, to the different ways that people pray. pray. And so sometimes I have to put some headphones in or something so I can, but Pastor Tony will encourage you to do just that. But it's a good way to learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Pastor Tony has said many times, it's a great way to learn how to pray mm -hmm. is to listen to how other people pray and I love like when Pastor Tony starts he always starts with that that first part like he always starts with how reverent and amazing and awesome God is mm -hmm. um, and he just spends that first part of his prayer time just like coming to God and showing that he is remembering who God is perspective and thankfulness um, yeah mm -hmm. just that thankfulness of just being God mm -hmm. um, and that's important to begin your prayer off. Finding a way that honors him and who he is and reminds you of who he is yeah. in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you're reminding you that. Okay. Wrap it up. I'm good. good. You got it. You own it. <laughs> I was like, I did say that. Before. Yeah. Um, all right. So the before second. Before you said point two, I knew second point was coming. So. <laughs> second point. So set your perspective. Um, Be thankful. Next one. Yes. Um, second. One. Gosh. 
rushing me now. Second phrase, um, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this, again, is still focusing on um, God's worthiness and his holiness in the second phrase. We're still focusing on that. Um, but this is fo focusing on the central mission given to all Christians to expand the kingdom of God on earth. Um, God's kingdom on earth is not a physical place but rather it is being built in the hearts of people who love and serve him. So when we pray, we want to ask him to continue to build his kingdom in and through us, mm -hmm. because as Pastor Tony is talking about right now, disciple about disciples Bird and time. what a disciple mm -hmm. looks like, that's what a like part of what a disciple mm -hmm. looks like. We should be praying for um, God to continue to build his kingdom mm -hmm in us and through us because we should be helping to create more disciples right. um, so that they can create more disciples and so on and so on. Yep. Um, and then that second part is we pray for God's will to be done. And when we do this, we're not praying for a secret, mysterious will that has not been shown to us, but for God's revealed will in Scripture to come to pass. Because God's, God's revealed will is found on every page and every verse in all of the Bible. Um, you know, that part I think is um, misconstrued. Mis mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of times people think that that part of, which I mean, I've been guilty of it too, so I'm not saying mm -hmm. like I know better or anything because I didn't for a long time. Um, but it isn't talking about like, um, your will, like it was saying, like it's not this mysterious, like what do you want me to do next kind of thing. It's literally like it's what you've clear. already laid out in scripture, let that be done. Mm -hmm. Like what you have already like put out there, um, what's already in the Bible, mm -hmm. let that be done. Yep. Um, because the Bible is full of wisdom, wisdom, counsel, revelation, and truth. That guide us to walk in the will of God and that we should pray that God's will, according to Scripture, be done in the world. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's already, like, you know, laid everything out. Yeah. That's what we're just saying. Hey, following God's will. Let this be done. It's about the day with missionaries. It's like, give, go, or disobey. Like, God, that's what God calls to do. Yeah. Okay, who's, who gave that thing is... I can't remember the name of the, name of the person the that did it. Speed the Light. Um, yeah. Speed the Light Conference is talking about that. It yeah. says, give, go, or or disobey. Those are the things God tells us mm -hmm. to do. He said, either you give to the missionary, to, or either you, you, I'm sorry, either you go and, and minister to the lost, you pay and send somebody else to minister to the lost, or yeah, you disobey. And either way, we're all called to missionaries. Even if we do give to miss, missions to send them, we're called to go. Yeah. And we're, we're kind of minister here. We're that. just not called to all hit yeah. the road. So, I mean, if it's, if what you're doing or what you're, where you're headed in your life is not winning the laws and is discouraging you from reaching the laws, then may check your motives, check if you're aligning with God. I mean, it's not, he didn't mean it for being a mystery. I mean, that's, that's I mean, if, if we're not honoring God in what we're doing, we need yeah. to check it. And if it's something that stops somebody else from serving God and wholeheartedly, mm -hmm. we need to check it. I mean, I was, I was reading in Romans and then I've gone down to Corinthians in my through the word and it was talking about how something not all things are harmful mm -hmm. 
some things you can do and some habits mm -hmm. you can have, but some things you have to do away from somebody else because it may drag somebody else down. So some things are not just wrong in a certain crowd because it's not wrong for you, unlawful for you, according to God's word, but if you do it around another believer who's struggling in that area, then okay. you can't do that. You could be dragging them down with you. Okay. So it's not all about a, whether it's sin or not kind of matter. Sometimes it's about whether it's drawing you closer to God and if it's drawing others closer to God mm -hmm. and showing him love and just being a right example. So yeah. point number three is give us this day our daily bread mm -hmm. and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Now again, remember these are guidelines. Mm -hmm. This is not exactly talking about yeah. food. So and this falls in with the um, the phrases per personal mm -hmm. needs of believers in this part. So giving us our daily bread does not just refer to bread. It's a reference to all the physical needs that we have, that one has in a day. Mm -hmm. So Jesus wants to, us to bring our daily needs to the Father. He also adds a prayer of restoration, forgiveness for the sins. We commit that hold back our relationship from God because we need a daily um, connection with God because we have been, all been forgiven mm -hmm. and we must all forgive others. Mm -hmm. So he wants to constantly remind us that we need to be daily connecting with him and having that we just talked about, you know, not just praying and be in having a prayer practice, but consistently talking to him daily. I mean, Paul, Paul even said, I pray continually. You know, what does that look like? It looks different for everybody, but having that constant communication and nothing disconnecting you from God. Mm -hmm. So allowing the Holy Spirit to point those things out to you is a big obedience thing. Yeah. Um, I was trying to okay. th I think if I had a thought there, but you covered yeah. that one pretty okay. well. So. Yes. Um, so the fourth, uh, fourth part, and do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. As we were talking about, one, one translation says evil Another translation says, from the evil one. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the final phrase of Jesus' prayer. And this is, again, part of that um, personal um, personal needs of the believers. Um, so our, this is for our spiritual well-being. Um, he concludes his prayer by asking God for closeness to him, which we should pray that God prevents us from being in situations where we might sin and pray that he protects us from the plans of Satan, which like you were talking about a minute ago, um, you know, this is an important part of the prayer because like you said, we may not, it may be something that we're doing or saying or whatever. And it's not a sin for us personally. Um, but it could be something that could lead someone else to sin. You know, there may be like which is sin on our behalf. We're helping. Which is, yeah. So then we're sin. so then we're sinning because we're causing someone else um, to sin. So it could just be you know because there's those gray areas of where it's not really a right or wrong thing, but it could sway one person mm -hmm. to the right, wrong side where someone else it wouldn't. Um, so that's why it's important on this part of the prayer to include that um, because we don't want to be put into temptation and we don't want to be put into um, situations where we're going to cause other people to be tempted. Um, I, I, I can pull a little, little story when Pastor Tony always tells a lot of times. It's like that one old lady in church that just, just a super Christian lady comes down front and she gives her testimony and said, God deliver me from alcohol and sexual abuse and from drugs 
and from tobacco and prostitution. She said, I attended church my whole life. I never got into any of that stuff. And it was like, that's exactly that perspective. You go, hey, we just stay away from all of it. And we, we tell the kids all the time, like, one of those things for us, like, we don't drink. Have we done it at some point? Yeah, we've tried it. We've tasted it at some point, whether we're, you know, together. I mean, I never did it until after we were married. We, you know, yeah. we tried it one time. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the smell of it, let alone the taste of it. But and I'm all allergic that, to it. Jenny's allergic to allergic to it. So all that aside, though, is although it may not be wrong for us to have a glass of wine with a meal, for us, our perspective was if a student asks if we drink, we can say no because we don't. Mm-hmm. Although we have tried it. We don't drink. We choose to. I mean, we got Code Red Mountain Dew. Here you go. There's my nice stiff drink or at the end of the day. Or coffee. Or coffee, yeah. <laughs> sure. At the end of the day, and a big glass of water next to both of us. Yeah. So, although it may not cause us to stumble, we've never had a problem with it, it could cause a student to stumble. What if we have a student yeah. come through our youth group that, you know, has a tendency towards alcoholism or has a parent who has been a drunker and they're like, man, I can't imagine my being underneath a youth pastor that does that. So yeah, we go, hey, yeah. these things are not for us. You know, in the Bible, I think it's even um, David said it to Solomon. He's like, these things are not for us, young man. You know, you're as a prince to the most high God. You know, we just choose to come completely away from those things so there's no hesitation of sin. No one ever yeah. sees us at a bar drinking. No one ever sees us walking out of Winn-Dixie Liquors with a thing in our hand going, oh gosh, the pastor's got a liquor in his hand. I can do it too. Because you can't explain moderation no. when you go, all they see is, yeah. and if you don't get a chance to explain it. I mean, so you go, hey, yeah. some things you just go, hey, this is not for me. I want to stay completely away from it so I don't cause anybody else to sin. So the whole thing points back to the chief aim of the prayer, to glorify God, communicate with God, partner with God, and ask for the providence and help from God, mm-hmm. all while staying close to God and as far away from sin as possible. Yeah. When you think about... Um Years ago, we were um, at a conference, and one of the things that was said was, um, you know, as a leader, but it was for a leadership conference, and they were talking about as a leader, but I think it applies to everyone because we all have disciples. We all are making (laughs) disciples. We are all, we all have people that, whether it be our children or um, other people that are just watching, like they may not even be under your leadership technically. Um, but it applies to everyone. What you do in moderation gives other people the permission, uh, permission to do it in excess. Mm-hmm. And so anything that people see you doing that you may be, like you said, as I know, you may be doing it in moderation. You may not be doing it like as a bad thing, but it gives them permission to go, hey, well, I saw so-and-so doing it and, you know, he's fine. a youth pastor or she's a kid's pastor or mm-hmm. they... They're a small group leader, and if they're doing it, then it's okay for me to do it, and I can do it even more mm-hmm. because I'm not in the position they're in or I'm not the age that they are or, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Or if I see my parent doing it, then that gives me permission to do it mm-hmm. even more. Um, and so that's important to remember as we're raising up, you know, the next generation, as we're raising up new disciples, mm-hmm. um, what we do is seen. So Jesus was such a awesome prime example of that. Mm-hmm. If he did something, he knew that people were going to follow him in what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And so he was perfect sinless because he yep. wanted people to follow 
that same path. He wanted yep. people to follow and not sin. Um, so I think it, it just speaks volumes as that was part of his prayer, part of his um, teaching was to make sure you're doing this all the time. Because yep. it really does make you think when you start going over these, all four of these phrases within the Lord's Prayer, um, it makes you think <laughs> more about not only how you're praying, but what you're saying, mm -hmm. just like what is actually being said in mm -hmm. this prayer time with God. Okay. Um, so it is great. Like we talked about, it, it is a great guideline for your prayer time because, you know, sometimes we need something to keep us <laughs> on track mm -hmm. and focus because there's so much that goes on and distractions. Mm -hmm. Like I said, even in, um, prayer time a lot of times i'll get distracted um and have to like <laughs> refocus, refocus myself mm -hmm. and this is a great way to to do that even if you just jot down like um quick little notes you know like four notes of um so the first one honoring god mm -hmm. talking about his wor uh, worthiness, worthiness of god, yep. number two how holy God is, thanking him for what, just who he is. Um, and then going into like number three, um, giving this day, the physical needs that I have in this day, um, you know, just like little pray notes. For others. Yeah. Pray for others and that others will, um, have Jesus with them and the things that they're going through. Um, and then forgiveness, for asking for forgiveness um, and forgiving those that have sinned against you. To clarify, because you um, ask forgiveness first if there's anything between you and God, but then you ask, yeah. she's saying to wrap it up forgiveness of if there's anything yeah. that you are holding forgiveness against somebody else, because yeah. that can hamper your, your relationship. Yeah. And then the final thing, asking God again to not lead you into that temptation. Um, and then thank him confidently for then, what you've asked. Yeah. And thank him again. Like, you know, I feel like the thanking is constantly part of every <laughs> phrase mm -hmm. in that prayer. But thanking by faith, though, that knowing he's going to do it is just like, man. Yeah. So the Lord's Prayer shows us um, the chief aim of prayer. So here I was trying to make up these little spots on my own. And that's <laughs> right here. Um, so number one, <laughs> glorify God. Number two, commune with God. Number three, partner with God. And then number four, ask for the providence and help of God. So there you go. There's the four things. You could just jot that down, glorify God, commune with God, partner with God, and then ask for the providence and help of God. Um, and in all of those things, thanking God. <laughs> um, so he taught the Lord's Prayer as a guide for us. And when filled with our individual words, so when we take this on and we do exactly that, we, we pull those parts out, glorifying God, communing with God, um, it leads us into a dynamic and enjoyable prayer life mm -hmm. because then it just becomes consistent and it becomes more, um, less stressful and like less of that awkwardness like we talked about at the yep. beginning because then you have that the the guideline and and just the consistency of what you need to say and do um so more than that also jesus gave us 
his life as a sacrifice for our sins so we could come into a relationship with God and enter into a meaningful prayer life. Um, again, like, just, you know, still going through the Old Testament. I talked about this last week, but working through the Old Testament and I'm in um, Leviticus now and it's still going through like this last few chapters of Exodus into Leviticus, still going through all of the specifics of what needs to happen, measurements and how things and when and all that can, you can come before God. And Jesus made that way for us in the New Testament to where we don't have to worry about yeah. doing all of those things. Like he made that way for us to just be able to he broke them old. go to God. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have to worry about what we're wearing, who's going in, because not everybody could, could you know, go and commune and talk to God. You didn't have to be a um, part of the official line of Levites to yeah. lead, lead in the temple. Yeah. yeah, so just that reminder, you know, if you, ever, if you ever forget or ever think, like, it's hard, it really isn't compared to what they had to go through. Mm -hmm. And not everybody was, like you said, not everybody was able to, to do that. And now yeah. we are all able to approach the throne of God. And, yeah. So, and you put those um, per, keywords. Per <laughs> there keywords. we go. There's your keywords. There. Yep. Your keywords for um, the Lord's Prayer, breaking it down. So. Good. Nothing else to add. Anything else to add? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so I guess we're wrapping up tonight. <laughs> so if you want to go back over um, those keywords and the four phrase, four phrases, the four parts, they're in the um, notes there. Comments. Yep. yep. All right, we'll pray. All right. All right. God, we thank you for this night. We thank you for the opportunity, God, to come before you, our Heavenly Father, who, although you're so big and you're so mighty and you made the earth and the heavens and you exist outside of time and space, yet you care so much for us. Thank you for the opportunity and the time to just spend time in your presence, God. Thank you for what you're doing in our family, in our home, ourselves, in our marriage, God. And God, thank you for doing this small group. God, I thank you for those that are attending now and will attend later on, God. That God, I pray your blessings will be upon them. That God, they will find talking to you easy. And that God, they will practice it and it will become even easier. And as Sammy said the other day, they'll do it so often that they won't even realize how long they're praying for. That, that maybe even have enough to set an alarm to make sure they don't go into their next event because God, you're just there. And that God, you're providing a way. And God, I pray that as we wrap this up tonight, God, that God, you would teach us to pray. You would carry us on in your ways. And God, help us to abide in your truths and abide in your word. And we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Apologize, guys. Apparently, it's time for us to eat dinner because uh, sure one of our girls set our uh, lights to our dinner time light. Our lights so, <laughs> all right. Well, next week we will um, go into week four, and it will um, we will be going through answering the question: Do my prayers matter? So that one is definitely one I think that everybody Judge. at some point asks. So. Yep. We hope that you will tune in with us next week, and we will see you guys then. See you guys next week. Thanks for joining us for two Good days night. together. Good night.
Thank you for joining our podcast. Here at Bear Creek AG, our goal is to help others know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Have a great week.